Welcome to We Are His Servants Bible Study, a Bible study that breaks down each book chapter by chapter to give you a little bit more insight and application in your daily life. No matter how long you've walked with Jesus, there is something for you. Please hit the follow button and check us out on all major platforms. Now to the show. Applications. <laughs> We're taking applications now. We are taking applications. Well, welcome back to chapter nine, the application. Yeah, you is that what we're going to call yeah. it? Yeah, you just said it so seriously. The, the application. The application. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the way it's gonna we're going to run this is how do we apply the story of Noah and him getting drunk and <laughs> naked, <laughs> those kind of things. Uh, but actually, I, I kind of want to go further back. So we Noah was righteous, built the ark was told, hey, get in this boat. I'll save you and your family. People made fun of him. He did what God told him to do, and he got off the boat. Um, so what I do <clears throat> what I do see and I haven't seen is gratitude towards, towards God for allowing them to, um, you know, live. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess it does say, like, he built an altar. Yeah. Um, he does talk about that. Maybe like a little bit of thank you there. And that, that, that'll tie in into, uh, one of the future chapters too, but different, different man, but altars are pretty significant oh, in the yeah. Bible. Every, yeah. every stop, little pit stop, yeah. build an altar. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so you, you kind of see it, but you don't really see it. It doesn't really say much. And you know, was it, uh, a piece that was left out? Who knows? Um, so for my application, it, what I want to ask, you know, you as a listener is how do you handle life after the storm? Um, Noah continued to be a man on the ground and worked in the vineyard, but we don't hear much of uh, beyond that. Did Noah forget to be grateful, or was the dialogue just not part of the scripture? How we deal with the aftermath of the storm says a lot about our relationship with Jesus. I often get caught up in a relationship or in the relief to remember. Like I'm, I'm so caught up in the relief of like what I was just going through, and it finally subsides, and you know I, I forget about who actually was in control, and I think that's a the big piece, a big piece of like human, yeah, aspect, me, 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 right, um, and actually right here as humans we are very me or I driven, we forget to give the gratitude after a storm, but when times are tough and you can't handle it anymore, <clears throat> you will be the first one to ask God for help. And comfort when the storm, and then when the storm settles and the pain subsides, do we do we remember to give thanks for the one who got you there? Um, and that's just like a little bit of thought, pro, thought, tree stand thoughts, if you will. Because oh, I was in my tree stand, <laughs> like <laughs> writing that out. And uh, I just think we we do miss that. We do miss that. And I think the other one of the big pit, one of the big things that. Um, you know, one of the big things I like to talk about is like uh, mental health. So all these people say, you know, give it to God, give it to God, give it to God. And I just posted a few things and got some insight from other people. But what I want to say is like, give it to God and then forget about that thing that you're thinking about. But also there's, it takes other, it, there's work that has to get put into it. And I believe I, we already spoke on that. But then what happens once everything goes away? What once once that pain that season or whatever you know finally goes away, 
do we remember like all the times we hit our knees and prayed to God? Like, I, I just feel like there's a lot of things where people take God for granted and the, the end of the show, if you will, you just forget about who created the show. Does that make sense? No, that makes sense. Yeah. It's like <clears throat> gratitude on purpose, you yeah. know, cause it, it, like you said, it, it's so easy to be caught up in the me show, <clears throat> you know, like, yeah. Hey, What's that? What's that old movie? Uh, the Truman Show. Like, yeah, you're all watching this one guy, right? It's so easy to be Truman. You know, you're you're the whole attention is about you when you're in that that storm. Yeah, you know, it's very horizontal. <clears throat> like I, I yeah. love. I heard somebody say, "Hey, you know, like our life lifestyle needs to be more vertical. So we're going to God, and God's coming down for us. Yeah, and stop being so horizontal. And then some of us. I mean, I I have a really hard time remembering. You know, those good days. I don't hit my knees as hard as. I would on, you know, those bad days. I don't, I don't pray enough on those good days as I do on the bad days. You know, like my, my conversation with him is very, it's very light on the days that I'm just like, oh, this is good. Like things are going well. Let's keep it going. Yeah. That's, I think we're all guilty of that. And you're talking about our, our, you know, the direction, you know, like horizontal and vertical and stuff like that. There's actually a really good. Um, in Leviticus 13, it's actually talking about um, fabric. You know, there's two different threads. You know, they run some mm-hmm. run up and down, some run side to side, mm-hmm. and they're, it's called the warp and the wolf, or something like that. Okay. War, warp and the wolf. Yeah. So um, basically, it's talking about relationships, but you have to like really study into it. Again, it's like just like anything in the Old Testament, you really have to dig into it. Um, and I can't remember which one's vertical and which one's horizontal, the warp or the wolf, but it describes the relationship. Our relationship with others has to be correct. For it mm-hmm. to be right with God. Yeah. We'll actually get into that in chapter 13, too. And then our relationship with God has to be right, or else we have no proper example on what right looks like to be proper with each other. Yeah. Like marriage and stuff. So it's a little off the top, but you, you no, saying I, that I mean, really made I mean, it stick out. I, I think... <clears throat> so me and my buddies used to have this thing, like, when time's really tough in training. And you have you ever felt that relief... And I hope I hope I'm picking up some other <laughs> other listeners. Like, even though it was like terrible, you kind of just like let it go. Yeah, you like you're, it's, it's fine, and, and you just feel good. Like, I don't know, it might be just like, oh, I remember, you know, this is the last day of training, or you know, two more days left of this selection process. Like, there's always like that the end, the light at the end of the tunnel. Sure, yeah, and, I, it, and it does it doesn't pack in and. Um, the, the, the tie in is that you could have that, that light at the end of the tunnel every day. But when the, when the light, when you actually get to that light at the end of the tunnel and the tunnel's done, do you, you know, you have to look back and remember how you felt prior and what you were, what you were trying to accomplish. And I think as, as military dudes, we, we see that a lot, like a deployment, deployments are tough and, and you do some tough things mentally physically you do some really tough things and then you get home and then you slowly you know it slowly goes away it's not like not that you know big key things will stay with you forever but like there's i couldn't tell you what i ate for dinner that night that we had you know some issues on the road or you know however however it you know the storyline goes you 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 lose those big broad details but you keep remembering those fine details but what god wants from us is to remember all the details yeah and i think like it's it's 
I don't know why human nature is the way it is or why we're created the way we're created, but yeah, it's so easy to get distracted by the, I don't know, the, the, the now, you know, mm-hmm. and I don't want to steal from what I got planned for another, another episode, but yeah. it's, it's, um, God makes promises to us, you know, and he always fulfills those promises. <clears throat> I think just moving ahead, even through the valleys, you know, moving through like the bad points mm-hmm. and then being still being having gratitude on the other side is it's tough. I mean, we like you said, it's not mentioned in the in the Noah story here, and it may just be that it was left out. Maybe yeah. maybe the altar was like that was the mention, and that's all that God wanted to dwell on that because he didn't want to dwell on on it for whatever reason. But right. I think I think um I think trying to be at that altar in a sense while you're going through the storm is where where we find our growth as a Christian too. Right. Uh, and and uh, it makes the storm easier too, you know. And I would say, you know, like it might be God testing us, you know, yeah. are you going to stick with me? Because I find myself, I catch myself a lot. Like, man, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't help me today. Mm-hmm. This girl on TikTok told me if I just give him my anxiety, <laughs> it will all go away today. But nobody can tell you the timeline in which your storm is going to run. Yeah. Not even Noah knew how long the storm was going to go. No. So think about that. He wasn't so, given a calendar like in 371 days, right. you'll he be just, on dry ground again. He just again. wrote it out, stayed dedicated, stayed, I mean, really didn't have any other choice. He was <laughs> kind of like locked into a boat. Yeah. But he stayed dedicated to the point that all the animals were fed. And, 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 and I would assume, you know, that he was praising God the whole time, you know, trying to get through this storm, battling this storm. And then the door opened. And, you know, in the Bible, we don't really see much gratitude, but again, the application for our life, you know, when we get through that storm, as we're going through that storm, it's going to do two things. It's going to do one of two things to somebody. It's going to bring, draw them closer to God. Yeah. And, or it's going to, it's going to separate them from God. Yeah. That's one or the other. Yeah. Yeah. And I truly believe like in my, this is like a pivotal point of my relationship with God is like. You know, I got resaved, if you will, and then like a year later, this starts happening, and I wanted I want to look at it like it's a test. I, I can't obviously can't say what God, you know, God is actually wanting me sure w- why this is all happening to me, but I like to look at it as a test, and it makes for me and I'm sure other men out there like look at it as a test and try to keep passing that test. Like, stay with Him. Steer the course. One day it will get better. Yeah. It's all part of a plan. Just because we don't know yeah. it doesn't mean anything. Right. And it, What is the quote I heard the other day? I thought it was pretty cool. Um, e- even when, like, the, the trials are over your head, like, they're too... <laughs> I'm dying. Oh, man. E- even, like, when the, they're so far above, like, your comprehension, they're, like, still beneath God's feet. They're, like, nothing to Him. You know, like... All right. I mean, they, they are. They mean something to Him. Like, He cares right. about us. Right. But he, they're so just small. Yeah. And, and, again, back... And I can't stress this enough again going through my own thing and trying to find my own pieces like putting my puzzle together right um you know god never promises it to be easy no never and there's more words of there's more words of suffering than there is oh, really a lot of like absolutely i don't want to go as far as saying grace but like there's a, there's a lot of uh chaos right in the midst um yeah i think th- i I just think it's huge for us to, you know, take Noah's story, like through the whole thing. How are we going to, um, 
you know, fortify our homes. And I don't mean like the material, the physical home, like your house, your, your, but your, your family, how are we going to fortify our home for the next big storm? Yep. You know, what do we do during that storm? Who it affects while the storm is happening? And then how do we, how do we, uh, finish that story? You know, is it going to be thanking God for getting you through that storm? Or is it going to be, well, you know, I did it myself, and I, I had doctors, and I had medicine, I or, you know, I had to change the oil in my truck, or I had to, you know, I did this, I did this, I did this, you know, or did he allow you to do this? So just, like, think about that. Like, there's there's bigger, there's there's a such a broader picture that we'll never understand. No, we never will. Not, right? <clears throat> and I don't think we're meant to. Yeah. But even even if we could, I don't think we, we even if... It was allowed. I don't think we could actually comprehend anything like that. I, yeah. I don't think we're designed to understand something that that's that God controls. You know. Mm-hmm. I don't. I, again, just lastly, remember, like while you're in the storm, pray to Him. Don't go away from Him. He's got you. There might be. There's a bigger reason that this is happening. Whether it be He's trying to keep you safe from a bigger thing that you think you could accomplish without Him, right? And then also. Um, you know, when you get out of that storm, praise him for what he had, he has done for you. Whether it was a, a full time of suffering, maybe it was a full time yeah. of suffering. I mean, we'll get but to- you learn something out of that. And, and that's what you have to take away from it. Like, like grab a positive out of all negative. Yeah. Eventually we'll get on a uh, old Job and we'll get to talk a lot about suffering. Oh, that poor dude. That poor guy, man. Yeah. Yeah. So what did you, you had some, uh, you had some stuff you <laughs> really, want to talk really about. Really was and nothing, nothing is, is, uh, I mean, what we just discussed is really awesome stuff, obviously. The real thing that just stuck out to me, uh, and we talked about this a little bit uh, earlier, is in, let me pull my my Bible back out here, in verse, uh, I think it was 5 uh, of chapter 9, um, it talks about the, the basically, that the, um, they're talking about the animals, you can eat animals now, right? But mm-hmm. not to drink of the blood. That's basically what, what the, it, the, the gist of it is, right? Yeah. And I thought, I've always thought it was kind of interesting, like, why, why do they mention that? Why is that so important? And really, I think a lot of it may have been just, uh, hey, you've never had animals before. You can eat them now. It's cool. But don't drink their blood. Maybe it's like a safety thing because, you know, you, you know, you're a mm-hmm. hunter. Yeah. The blood can be tainted and be bad and yeah. it can be harmful to you health-wise. So that's part of it. But also, it's, it's interesting to look at it more, I would say symbolically, but, you know, in that kind of reference of, you look at other, like, groups of people who, like, you know, drink blood of animals because it's supposed to be like this weird gaining their power and their spirit. Thing. Yeah, cultish things yeah. like that, right? Um, and it's it's always in a negative when, you, when you're drinking animals' blood and stuff like that. And then um, kind of looking into that a little bit, I found it interesting that I, I was reading in, in John chapter 6, verse 53, and it says, And Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, uh, you have no life in you. And I was like, well, that's kind of cool. It's all the other symbolism for blood is disease and death. Mm-hmm. And then the blood of Jesus is life. Yeah. It's like, man, that's a really cool, like, I, I don't know if that's really what this, that verse meant when he's like, Hey, Noah, your sons and your son's wives and your wife, y'all, y'all can eat meat now, but don't drink the blood. Cause it's harmful. Mm-hmm. I think that might've been the application maybe there, you know, like, yeah. don't, don't drink that cause it's harmful. But when you look at it as a, across like the thread through all the scripture, like what does blood represent? Right. And the blood of Christ is like life. I mean, it's at this cool. at this point, right, with Adam and Eve and 
when God created Adam and Eve, he breathed life into them, which, you know, some people say that is the blood being moved in them. Uh-huh. And, and that blood is life. Blood equals life and life equals God. Right. So maybe it was more or less like if you do that, you're trying to be more like God. Maybe. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like this is my, this is my sacred piece of, of if anything that lives that has blood inside of it, right? Yeah. That, that's not mine, but God, maybe that's what he's saying. Like, this is, that's the sacred piece. Everything else you could have, but this, without blood, nothing's alive. Yeah. And without him, nothing's alive. So yeah. maybe it's like a, I, I don't know, kind of like you were saying, kind more of, of like a analogy. Yeah, not, maybe. Not an analogy, but like a it's a metaphor. It's, it's definitely a cool way of looking at it, you know, yeah. but, and then... One last thing. Yeah, you're good. Um, Send it. Kind of back on the previous subject we're talking about. I was looking for a verse, and I finally found it. Um, talking about just being thankful after stuff. So uh, Philippians chapter 4, um, verse 6 and 7. It says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be main, made known to God. And the perfect peace of God will surpass all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. It's like, man, that's like... Well, exactly what we're talking about. Like, no matter what you're going through, just pray about it. Be thankful for whatever the situation is, mm-hmm. you know. And, like, it, what God's going to do is going to surpass all your understanding anyway. Yeah. it's There it is. And, and there's so many. I, I know somebody who's listening to this right now is going through a really tough time. And I, I just want to say, like, I feel you on this. And I'm going through some crap right now, too. But, like... I want you to understand that if you look farther than just your pain and suffering and you look at, okay, what could this actually mean? What is God trying to tell me? Because he's not talking to us anymore. So he's laying these, maybe you're just a stubborn dude like myself, where (laughs) if he wants me to go one way, but I'm going down this other path, you know, He's he has to stop me from going down this path, and I'm not I'm not going down a bad path. It's a career choice that I'm making, and maybe that's it's not the right career choice anymore. And he knows that, but he knows that I'm hard headed. So the only way to get me out of this career choice is to make me suffer until I go back and I listen to what he wants me to do. Yeah, you know. So there's a lot to it, and we'll you know further on in our studies in a few weeks or so we'll we'll talk about that. I'm sure it's going to come up at some point, but. Definitely some places for a lot more discussion on this. Yeah. yeah and, when we get to a Roman lot and stuff like that coming up, in, I think, in the next few chapters, it, it gets some really good, exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. And it's it's some good, good application. Application. <laughs> yeah. So I, th- I think we're good. Ooh, oh, one, yeah. one more thing. And this is this goes back to the Cain and Abel thing and uh, rabbit hole, but something I feel like if people are keeping up with the the storyline we, uh-huh. we need to talk about. Um, somebody said that I was watching a thing where somebody was talking about the tithing and how tithing, God doesn't care about your tithing. He wants you to, you know, help the sick, help the poor, do those things, right? And mm-hmm. then he, he made a reference to Cain and Abel as, because we, we talked about, you know, was, was his tithing... Um, like what did that represent? And yeah. I said that, you know, I think that the first, you know, your first tenth of your offering needs to be, you know, your best. And this dude had another thought and and I'm 
I'm saying this because I, I want somebody else to chime in and like tell us what your thought is because I, I think this is also a valid point that he read further into it and did his, you know, some other studying. And in Hebrew, it almost means that Cain gave of, like, because he had to. And Abel hmm. gave because he wanted to. Yeah. I can see that. That makes sense. Yeah. So just food for thought. If you have anything else you want to talk to us about, check us out on Instagram and we'll uh, we'll try to answer your yeah. questions. I'm about it. Hit it up, dudes so, and dudettes. We appreciate you guys sticking in and uh, let us know what you think about the information application setup. Yeah. I think it's good. I like it a lot. All right, brother. Well, we'll see you tomorrow. See you chapter 10. Yay. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. It is John, Matt, and Nick. You know, our thing and our big takeaway from everything that we're doing right now is to help you find Christ. Without him, we would be nothing, and this podcast would be nothing. In Romans 10, 13. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And that's all you need to do. You need to profess your love for Jesus Christ, open your heart, and let him into your life. Uh, Find a friend, tell them, pray about it, do whatever you got to do. But there's a reason that you are listening to this podcast. If you're already saved, go save a friend.